0: You're Black and Your Money on AM 1220
1: KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Big story of the year, Netflix stocks soaring 16%. It's already having a big year this year. It was the biggest winner last year on the S&P 500. Netflix is one of those companies that is kind of ingrained in our culture from the red envelopes when they used to deliver DVDs, which they still do. Uh, but long story short it's more about streaming than ever before let's bring in from street.com Chris Acacia uh, Chris how are you today
0: good
2: Rob thanks for having me back
1: it's good to be back um, let's talk Netflix uh, what are you seeing? and what are you working on right now in the company
2: this is a mo- the, the fourth quarter was a monster number it blew past all of Wall Street's metrics 33 million plus of streaming subscribers Earnings blew pass estimates, and the company actually gave pretty decent first quarter guidance, expecting 35 million streaming subscribers, which kind of shocked me and the street, and that's why the stock's up 17 percent this morning.:
1: Okay, the subscribers were great, the revenues were great, the expansion were great, it was great. Uh, two issues. They don't earn a lot of money, and it costs them an enormous amount of money to have this content. Are you worried about either of those two issues? That's always been the
2: bear case on on the stock, Rob, is that the company is not really profitable and that content is increasingly getting more expensive. The company only had uh, $5 million in free cash flow for the fourth quarter as it continues to reinvest in its business. And it's also going to take out an additional several hundred million dollars in debt to help pay for its content. It has over $7 billion in off-balance sheet liabilities, This is a big issue for Netflix down the line, but not right now. So if I'm a shareholder right now, I'm riding the wave. But eventually this might come back to hurt me, but not right now.
1: Netflix CEO Reed Hastings is talking a little smack about HBO. Uh, One is a broadcaster and one is a streamer, kind of. Um, Both of them have some cross currents with each other. But... Is that the bottom line, what's happening here, is the way we're consuming television, we're just not sitting on the couch at 8 p.m. anymore?
2: Yeah, that's definitely the way um, we're consuming content. This has been going on for a couple of years. People have mobile devices, whether it's an iPhone or an iPad or, or whatever you have. You're on the bus, you're in the car, you know, on a trip or something, you're on an airplane. You're watching content whenever you want, whenever you want, no matter what time it was originally shown. So this is where Netflix and H- products like HBO Go and Hulu and, to a lesser extent, Go-Go Vision, are really kind of capturing our attention. We're sitting there with these devices in front of our eyes, whatever it may be, and we're watching the content when we want it, how we want it. And the great thing about Netflix is that you can start watching a movie on your phone. You go food shopping or you take a call from your wife or whatever, and you go back to your TV you start and you finish watching it on your TV or your iPad or whatever. And that's the really great thing about Netflix is that you can use all these different devices and they're continually adding new devices as they come out. So this is a really great thing. It adds so much convenience to the way that we consume entertainment and that's why you're seeing so many people continue to subscribe to Netflix.
1: Speaking with Chris, Chris from TheStreet.com. Chris, I kind of try to get, I'm in the business of thinking of ideas and One of the things about Netflix recently that I've seen is that when you log in, they now say, do you want to watch Netflix for kids or do you want to watch Netflix? And why can't they spin off Netflix for kids and charge parents six bucks a month? Or why can't they get programming live sports and start Netflix sports? Um, Many, many, many years ago, I joked about them starting a porn channel and calling it Skin Why not do it and charge nine bucks a month? Um... Is that the future of Netflix? Do they have to continue to add programming and maybe even to split into some new channels like ESPN has done with ESPN Two, ESPN University, ESPN West Coast? Is that the future? Would you say, or, or are you seeing something different?
2: Netflix has talked about um, continuing to add content, so obviously that's always going to be something they're going to add. I'm not so sure whether they go into adult entertainment. You know, they've kind of kind of shied away from that. Um, so I'm not sure whether that's going to be in their future, but, you know, if if the customers want it bad enough, Netflix might eventually just cave in and do it. What I do think, and um, I'm, I'm also not sure whether they start caving off or, or, or carving off, you know, specific um, Netflix channels, whether it's, you know, sports-specific or finance-specific or, you know, whatever you have – um, Netflix does a really great job of knowing what you want. So okay. people have different viewing habits, whether it's sports or comedy or drama. So they kind of tailor it that way. So they're not so sure that they're going to start to carve off different channels and make the product a little bit more complicated than it has to be. What they did talk about is multiple uh, pricing strategies, which might be uh, you know kind of the way that they go. Um, They talked about having three different pricing strategies eventually in the future, Um, and they want to make the product simple. They don't want to make it more convoluted because making it more convoluted probably would start to tailor off their streaming subscribers, and that's really what the company's future is built off of. So the, the more simple that they can make it, the better it is for Netflix and its users.
1: I found it interesting one of the things that they were talking about is charging eleven ninety nine a month but allowing you to share your passwords with friends, and that almost seems like they're acknowledging, winking, calling us out that some people do share their passwords and why do they not try to stop that what's What's in it for them to allow us to have multiple i p addresses tied towards our programming contents
2: they want every they want their subscribers to become addicts h b o okay said this the other day, that they don't care whether you share your HBO Go password, and and Reed Hastings on the conference call last night kind of said that that was a quote-unquote interesting comment, and he actually gave uh, HBO CEO Dick Plepler's uh, email and password in, in a joking manner on the conference call, but they want people to really get hooked into the Netflix User interface, so they don't care if you're sharing subscriber password information with someone else, whether it's your roommate, your wife, or whoever, because eventually they know that you're going to stay on there, you're going to keep consuming content, and there's a chance that ultimately, if you know, that ultimately you get your own Netflix Pass account. So that's really what they want. They want people to keep using their services and become addicted to it. So whether they use two or three multiple passwords or two or three multiple people on the same password doesn't really matter to them.
1: Anything else that you're looking at with Netflix that you find interesting that maybe you'd call barstool commentary for me? Anything that um, just makes your head scratch and go, like, will they be a standalone company, will they not? Anything you see that we need to know?
2: The one thing that is concerning to the company's future, and they kind of passed this off last night, is The prospect of net neutrality.
0: Yep,
2: that's a really big issue for Netflix, for HBO Go, and for a lot of these streaming services because they're really data intensive on the internet uh, on the internet service provider. So you're getting your internet from your cable company, whether it's Comcast or Time One or whoever it is, and you're using Netflix. These are really data intensive. So net neutrality says that the cable companies and your internet service provider can charge more for these services because they're using more data. Netflix obviously is against that. On the conference call last night and in the shareholder letter, Reed Hastings said he doesn't think that's going to happen because that would probably be a poor PR move. I tend to agree with him, but I do think that over time, companies like Verizon Comcast or whoever you're getting your internet from might tweak pricing and start to tweak Netflix a little bit. So we could see Netflix raise their um, subscription prices, and that might hurt subscriptions down the line. So this is a big issue to keep watch on for 2014 and 2015. It's not an immediate issue, but probably later towards the year when we get some more clarity on the regulations about it and into 2015. This is really a big issue for not just Netflix, but the streaming and entertainment er, uh, sector of the economy as well.
1: Thanks very much. It's Chris Ciaccia at TheStreet.com. You can find his writings. He writes about companies that ultimately we care about, and he writes arguments. Um, Some of them you will agree with. Some of them you will disagree with. The stories of some of these companies, the rise and fall of Netflix. Not that long ago, Netflix was a $6 stock left for dead. Here they are today sitting at or near 52 a week and all-time high, up 16.5%. I highly recommend TheStreet.com as a source of articles um, and insights into you know the machinations of Wall Street. Have a little bit of journalism going on there, and that's a good thing to see versus um, the church of what's working now, per se, on some other media outlets. The S&P 500 is down 17 today. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down 166. A little bit of volatile. NASDAQ's down 40 Wall Street plunges on some earnings and some China data. McDonald's sees fewer customers and some sales disappointing. Um, the fewer customers and sales disappointing, you know, again for McDonald's, it's that's kind of like a flea bite. It's not to be totally brushed off, and it's certainly not to say that you're going to lose some market performance um, in the long term, but maybe in the short term, um, McDonald's is interesting because they make billions of dollars. Um, on a pretty regular basis, they improve their quality of food. It takes longer to make the quality of food. People get upset if they lower the quality of food. People go lowest common denominator. It's really not even food. How can you make you know a, a jug of French fries that uh, for you know fifty-five, buck fifty-five when you can't even buy potatoes for that price? Um, McDonald's obviously working through some issues. Um, with that said, I think it's a long-term name that you look for opportunities to get into. Uh, but if you're looking at what's working now, it's Chipotle. It's, it's fresh food. It's organic. It's things that are closer to you and me um, versus the outsourced and processed foods of McDonald's. You can find me online at robblack.com, Twitter, uh, Rob Black Show. You can find me on Facebook, Cron 4 K-R-O-N-4, 4, Rob Black. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back.
0: Stocks are lower, the S&P 500 index down with managers who are Berg Market Minute.